Hello, everybody. How are you? <laughs> wow. We're doing fine, folks. We were kind of showing off our dogs before we got on the air. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, folks, we, uh, we're coming to you. It's, uh, we were going to do a show Monday night, but it didn't work out for either one of us. And um, so we're, we're coming to you on a Wednesday night. It's just kind of weird, but hey, weird is what I'm all about, right? <clears throat> It's the 27th of October, and it's yeah. just after 7 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, you know, be, see your future, be your future. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Ryan, all of a sudden, your your um, your your video cleared up. So oh. Maybe it had something to do with going on the air. Yeah. So, oh, cool. But, um, so, you know, a few weeks ago, um, Brian told me all about uh, – the uh, ships that are all anchored outside of um, Long Beach in California. And uh, there's tons of them. He sent me a picture. You can see them as far as the eye, eye sees. You can see it. And um, quite interesting. Hold on. So, Brian, why don't you tell us about that? And I'm going to get us on. Well, if you're, if you're interested in buying a used ship, we have a parking lot uh, sale going out there in the ocean. Um, I, I live in an apartment facing, uh, the Catalina islands. Uh, and there's, I don't know, you, you can't count. There's so many, you can't count them all. Cause some of them are off in the horizon, but there's at least 80, 70, 80, maybe a hundred ships parked or, or anchored, uh, right off the coast of San Pedro and Long Beach, mm-hmm. um, in, in, in like a little bay kind of a. Uh, the, the land makes like a, 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 I don't know what it is, like a little bay where they come in. And then off where I live, because that's about 15 miles from here, there's so many ships. They're now parking out in the, excuse me, anchoring up in the ocean. And mm-hmm. uh, I, like, well, the sun's down right now. It just went down. But I counted 15 ships right out my window, not counting the 80 to 100 that's sitting right there to be unloaded. I mean, these are big ships. Some of these are seven, 800 feet long or as big as an aircraft carrier, some of them. And they're all over the place. You can see them way off in the horizon. Oh, There's yeah. a picture you oh, sent yeah. me. Yeah, a little closer. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. That's see, all the way from the left to the right. Yeah. And that was a week ago. I mean, that's just one little spot. Um, uh-huh. So, um, yeah, it's and we're sitting here and we're kind of joking. Maybe we should get a rowboat and go out there and get our stuff that we were going to get at Costco, you know? Yeah, right. We'd go out there, show our credit cards, slide it. Well, remember these are slide cards and uh-huh. just get our stuff. But there, and I was heard a rumor, I don't know if this is true, this is just a rumor, that the ships were told to get further away from the coastline because there's too many of them and it looks bad. It, yeah. looks, it looks bad. And so um, the ships for a while were just past the horizon. You could barely see them. Now that they've come back in or closer to the shore, I mean, literally a couple of them, maybe a half mile off, off the beach, maybe a mile, maybe a mile, but not very far. Well, and yeah. we're just everywhere and um yeah. we were we've been told that the reason ships can't load is because there's not enough truckers and there's not enough uh, 
truckers to unload them and haul them. Right. Well, come to find out, that's kind of not true. There's lots of truckers, but a few years ago, laws were passed. The laws uh-huh. were passed for, for remember, a couple years ago in California, it was last year, they passed a law for Uber drivers. Uber drivers couldn't be independent contractors anymore. They had to be, go ahead, Dave. Uh, no, you're cutting out really bad. Um, okay. I can understand. I can bear. I can understand what you're saying, but you're, you know, it's your typical. Let um, me uh, let me bump my volume. Oops, let me my uh, volume. No, it's not it. It's it's something that has to do with bandwidth. Let me do this. Oh man, we inst- we both. I look like Casper the Friendly Ghost, but you look good here. Okay. <laughs> Well, to maybe turn your light down a little bit. I'd have to turn the light in the room off. Oh, maybe that's an idea. Hold on a second. Okay. That's a little better. Yeah, I can see yeah. you fine. Yeah. Okay. I've always said, Dave, you got to come out of that dark place you're in. You know. <laughs> I like it here. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Um, So I forgot where I was at. Uh, We were talking about the ships out there. They're parked out there off of San Pedro and and Long Beach. That's that's right. Um, The last thing you said, you were wondering if we could take a rowboat out there and and do our Costco (laughs) shopping. (laughs) I know. There's so many. But if you're hearing on the news that it's because of a trucker shortage, yes. And you know why? Because Governor uh, Putin Newsom, we call him, Putin Newsom in Kalistan, where I live, is they passed a law, I think it was last year, for Uber drivers to make Uber drivers, uh, you know, they, they, they couldn't be private contractors anymore. They had to be, you know, get like, you know, workers comp and do all this stuff and get a license and they 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 took that freedom away, and so well that same law also applied to truckers. Uh-huh. So and they also passed a law in two thousand and eleven or twelve. Yeah. That uh, that that by twenty twenty thirty that all trucks had to be you couldn't have a truck older than twenty eleven. Oh, they're doing that up here, too, or trying to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and by 2030, these truckers had to be have emission-free trucks. Mm-hmm. And and so what happened was a lot of these guys are contractors. You know, they're long haulers, and they they work for themselves or private, you know. Well, their trucks right. are older than 2011. They weren't allowed to drive them on the California freeways. If they get mm-hmm. stopped, they got fined. So my point is the reason there's not a lot of truckers is because the laws have been passed to be, to basically thin out the herd for truckers. A lot of these trucking companies went out of business. Uh, a lot of the private uh, individuals who work for themselves quit. They couldn't afford the fees. They couldn't afford their trucks. They were forced to get new trucks and upgrade their emissions. So mm-hmm. all this, I don't know if you hear about this on the news, but this is what's happening. This is exactly what's happening. So there's not a, a shortage of drivers. There's a shortage of trucks created by Gavin Newsom. Right. And not just Gavin Newsom, but by California State Assembly uh, years ago. So uh-huh. that's what's going on. It's, and 
That's why does Texas have this problem? They have a port. I think it's Corpus Christi is their port. Right. Um, Florida has a port. New York has a port. Um, uh, Seattle has a port. So mm-hmm. why is it happening in California? Well, because when you run a state, like a, when you take a place like California and you run it like a communist country, that's what you get. Yeah, exactly. You get a communist uh, that runs it the way he thinks. He doesn't allow anybody else to come in and tell him what to do. Uh-huh. And he passes these stupid laws, these COVID restrictions and environmental restrictions. And it's, it's getting harder and harder to own homes down here. And even to rent is getting harder and harder. Um, they're passing winter laws that are just devastating owners who own property. They're forcing people, they're forcing renters to move out, and they're forcing the owners who own the rental properties to sell and get out. Oh, wow. And pretty soon it's going to be all state run. You know what? In Russia, I was doing some research a while ago. There's, I can't remember the percentage, but there's a, there's a lot more apartments in Russia than there are private owned homes. Most people in Russia and China live in apartments and condos and townhouses. Mm -hmm. And most of them don't own. Because if you don't own, when you own a property and you own a property, you have equity. uh, You can do what you want with the property pretty much. You can pull money out to get yourself out of debt. You have a lot more freedom. The government doesn't want you don't own a home. The Biden administration, let me go back. The, the Democrat Party doesn't want you to own property because then right. you have too much power. They want you to depend on them for your livelihood, where you live, where you work, where you go to church. That's mm-hmm. what they're doing. And right. that's why we're offering all this free stuff. Uh, down yeah. here, there's a commercial. I think I might have said this last week. So if I did stop me, Dave. But there's a commercial on TV down here, telling all the time. I saw it today. It says, um, it shows this white, uh, young couple, uh, you know, a Caucasian couple in their late to mid twenties. And they've got a couple of kids and they're driving a car. And, and, and then, um, you know, the husband or the wife have to work a second job and they're driving like an Uber to make extra money. And this all of a sudden it says, Hey, um, you want to save some money and not have to work so much? Hey, apply for this and we'll give you money to buy food and we'll give you this much. And then that's that much more money that you don't have to earn because we're going to give you the money to eat. Right. Food card. So uh-huh. they're encouraging it, but they're, they're going after middle, lower middle class and middle class 20s to 30 somethings. Right. And that's what the commercial. So they're basically saying, Hey, Come to us. We'll give you money. You won't have to pay, pay 600 or 800 or whatever it is you pay a month for food or a thousand. We'll uh-huh. cover the food and then you won't have to work that second job. Right. But what you don't realize is when you go to a drug dealer, he'll give you the first one for free. And after that, you're hooked. Exactly. And you're hooked on that dealer. You can't, you're not, it's going to be really hard to give up that whatever it is food card every month because mm-hmm. you decide you want to have your own life, you want to determine your own destination. And that's the government's doing. That's what the Biden administration is doing. That's what this new stimulus package is about. It's not about the environment. 
It's not about building roads and bridges. If you believe that, I'll sell you a bridge in Arizona really cheap. If you think that this infrastructure bill has anything to do with infrastructure. Uh huh. And, and I can tell you for a fact, uh, except when they built the Hoover Dam, I think it was in the 30s from the Depression. Ever since right. then, these, these stimulus packages aren't for infrastructure. Uh-huh. Yeah, they'll, they'll pump a little bit of money into the roads and bridges, but it's about social programs. That's what it's about. It's about mm-hmm. Medicare, Medicare, Obamacare. It's about, you know, food stamps. And, and if you're on food stamps, I, I, you need it. It's great. But these programs aren't meant for you to live on forever. Right. Go ahead, Dave. No, you're cutting out again. That's what I wanted to. Okay. It seems like when you sit there and don't move at all, <laughs> I feel like I'm in kindergarten. <laughs> okay. Sit there and don't move at all. <laughs> but uh, but um, it, it kind of gives it time to catch up. But when you move, it, it's like, I don't know. It's really weird. Like right huh. now, you look great, and you're coming through great. So Okay. It's, uh, I'm going to scratch my chin really quick, really slow. Okay. Now put my that, that's down. your eye, Brian. <laughs> right here? Right here. <laughs> uh, I missed the I'll day day <laughs> yeah right you know this um, real quick we'll do a, a little commercial yeah. here um, folks um, there, there's something going on that you need to know about is that um, I'm going to be moving uh, my you know my wife and I are going to be moving down to an area where the the, um, the internet's only 10 megabytes a second <clears throat> and uh, right now we're on 40 year so we're going to be taking a decrease and paying more for it. You figure that one out. Um, yeah. But anyway, so it may be necessary, Ryan, for us to to go on to uh, just an audio-only um, format for a while anyway until uh, Starlink comes up because we've um, signed up for Starlink. And when that comes up, you know, it's the uh, sky's the limit, so to speak. It's interesting that that's the analogy. But um, anyway, folks, so I want to everybody prepared that that may happen here in um, the next month and a half or so, and that um, it's it's something that's beyond our control. And uh, and Brian, now you know too. So okay. yeah, anyway, we, I tried calling everybody to try to get coverage that's a little better than that, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Somebody's knocking on the front door. Yeah. Uh, Brian, why don't you go ahead and talk? i got to see who's at the front door. Hey, uh, tell those Democrats to be quiet. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and talk and, about the ships and stuff and everything else, okay? All right. I'll be, I'll I'm be right back. About, I'm going to talk about my brother. Okay. That's great. Okay. Hi, folks. Hey, um, my brother, who's five years older than me, um, he's a pastor in a church in Northern California, and um, he went on a trip to the Middle East and for four or five days, and he's coming back tonight as we speak. And um, a lot of maybe maybe some of you know this, maybe some of you don't, but God is saving a lot of Muslims right now across the Middle East. Iran is having a revival and different places like Pakistan and Iraq, God is saving thousands a day, thousands. I mean, it's unbelievable. 
But the problem is that they don't have Bibles for good reasons because it's a Muslim country. And the ones that they do, that's great, but they don't have anybody who knows the word to teach them. My brother's been saved, a believer since 1971. He's been a pastor for decades. He's been very, very good pastor, great teacher, preacher, knows the word. He's got a doctorate degree in theology. And he had to, in order to go overseas, he had to make a decision because they won't let you fly unless you get a COVID vaccine. And so he did about a month ago. I think he got the double shot one. I'm not sure. I think it was. It might have been the single. And um, he's fine. He's and he's in good shape. He's he's very lean and he's he's very good shape. He's hardly ever sick. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Do you mind doing this by yourself for a few minutes? I guess there was a robbery in the store next door, and they want to look at my cameras. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Wow. Okay. okay. All right. Thanks. Well, that's interesting. So. Um, so my brother, he had to get the shot in order to go to this Muslim country. And he's a believer and he knows the Lord and he, he wasn't afraid to get the shot. He goes, he had to do it. Uh, and he went there and they welcomed him like, like, like he's a hero. They were throwing flower petals over him and they welcomed him into this small village. And, um, it, there's pictures of him teaching in like an old ancient stone room, almost like in the book of Acts. And the people, men, women, and children sitting on a dirt floor and he's teaching them and they're just soaking it up. They're just loving it. So that's, he did a great thing. But what happened was he got sick while he was there and he's flying back. I think right now, um, see what time is it here? It's uh, 7:23 on the West coast and he's flying back from the middle East. I'm not sure where he's at in his trips. But if you think about it, pray for him because he got sick back there and he's trying to get home and he thinks he might have COVID. And he's trying to get through customs without them telling him he has to be quarantined and keep him from coming into the country. So his name is John. I won't give his last name, but his name is John. And pray that he can get back to his family and get to a doctor here and get back home. And um, it could just be a head cold, but he got the shot. I talked to him about that, um, or my sister about that, and it's his decision. He wanted to go serve the Lord, and that's how he did it. So, um, but if you can pray for John and his wife, Pam, that uh, he can get back home, get well, and just get back to his family. So saying that, also on a different note, um, I work for a school district where I live, and it's a good district, uh, educational-wise. They're good people. But I took a – I think I talked about this last week. I took a COVID test uh, a week ago Monday, which would have been the 18th, and I got sick from the test. And I did research, and I'm, I know I'm recapping, but some of you might not know this, but I – I got, uh, I did some research on, on the swabs because that's what they do. And most of the swab test kits are from China. Go figure. <laughs> and not only are they from China, um, they have the same chemical on the tips. Um, what was that? I can't remember the name now. Um, oxide, um, on the tips, which got me sick. So 
now I'm not working on my paid leave until they figure out what to do with me. So you can be praying for my family and myself because I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not sure if they're going to, what's going to happen. I'm going to lose my job. Um, but I did go to the doctor because I got so sick. I had to have a coworker take me to the doctor. So um, I'm fine now, but I'm real leery about getting another test. I know there's spit tests out there, but in California, they're not available at clinics. And they want me to get tested at a hospital or an urgent care clinic. I just can't go out and get the test and take it. They won't accept that at this point uh, for the spit test, which I heard are a lot more accurate and a lot easier. So um, you could be praying for that because I might be moving here pretty soon. And uh, we're trying to figure out where we're going to move. Uh, we're thinking back to southern Oregon, Nevada, Idaho, Texas, Indiana. We're not sure. <laughs> okay. That's good. So anyway, Dave's back, but just wanted to fill you in what's going on with me and my family. And, um, you know, I, I folks, I, I think about when things happen out of your control, it's very frustrating because you want to have control of your life. But my life is, is not in the hands of the district because God's in control of that. But I am under their, uh, you know, I'm under them. I'm a, I work with them. So, but um, but God answers prayer. Um, God answers prayer. Um, I didn't have the money to move. If we had to move, I'm stuck. And it's a friend, uh, out of the, I was praying a couple mornings ago. And I said, you ever get to the point, folks, where you're like, you, you just pray. You, there's no, you know, mincing words with God and to say, I need help. I don't have the finances to move right now because folks, I don't know if you know it, but moving has gone up drastically since COVID started. It's a couple thousand dollars just to rent a U-Haul now just to go a short distance. And so not finding gas, food, it's thousands and thousands of dollars to move. So I had a friend come forward. I said, God, I need the money to move. And next thing I know, a few hours, his friend called and said, hey, I can move you somebody to move. So mm -hmm. God's in control of our lives. He's in control of our circumstances, especially when the circumstances aren't your fault. That's when God, I mean, he's in our lives anyway, but when you do something stupid and you suffer the repercussions of that, that's one thing God will rescue you. But when you're trying to just live and do what God wants you to do, and then Satan comes in or the enemy and the world system and attacks you, that's where the battle belongs to the Lord. There's an old Maranatha song called When Darkness Comes In Like a Flood, the battle belongs to the Lord. And right. so, yeah, it's it's nerve-wracking here at home, not knowing what's going to happen. But I didn't – it's like it's like the Rambo, Dave. The Rambo, mm -hmm. Rambo 1, um, they right. drew first blood, not me. You know? Uh -huh. That's so right. They, the enemy drew first blood, not me. Now this is a time for the – to trust the Lord for all of us, whoever's going through it tonight, and let the battle belong to him. Mm -hmm. You know, Elijah's servant, we talked about last week, they were surrounded. God opened his eyes. He saw all these angels of army of God surrounding the, the enemy's camp. And I, I think in the spirit realm, if we could see what's going on in America, we would see a lot of battles going on. Oh, goodness, like, yes. 
like in the book of Daniel, when Daniel prayed, it took three weeks for the angel to bring the message from God because he had to fight another demon over Persia to just get to Daniel. And so the things that we see is what we see, but what's really going on is what we don't see. And it's hard to focus on that because we don't see it, but it's really true. And when I prayed to the Lord, he answered me and it gave me, it, it gave me courage and gave me hope that God's going to get us through this. And I know he will. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing the enemy does, folks, with this COVID, and I'll, I'll be done here, Dave, but it's, oh, your time. Yeah. it's the main thing. And this goes with any army. This goes with any kind of battle in human history. The way to keep a battle from happening, the way to keep the, your enemy from attacking you is put fear into them. They don't even think twice about attacking you because you will kick them all over the table. You will wipe them out. Mm-hmm. And a great example of this is uh, the deterrent of nuclear warheads. And the reason right. we have never been attacked nuclear-wise is because we have this massive arsenal of technology and nuclear weapons and aircraft. We far outweigh any other country. And so, yeah, Russia could attack us, but I think that was fear. I don't think they ever would have attacked us. I think that was the media because our army and our military is so well equipped and trained and we have such high technology that if Russia or China would have attacked us in the past, they know they would not survive. And right. so, but, but in saying that, it's because of fear of what would happen to them. Well, the enemy does that to us. It puts fear into us and says, man, if you lose your job, you're going to lose your house. You're, going to, you're not going to be able to pay your bills. You're going to get behind. You're going to go bankrupt. You're this, this, and this. It's all fear. Same thing with the media, with um, the, the, the fake news. And wherever you live in the country or in the world, you know what I'm talking about, the fake news. Um, right. It's all about fear. you got to get that booster shot. Because if you don't get that booster shot, you get COVID, you're going to get sick. But mm-hmm. first it was get the shot and you can go back to normal. Now it's you get the second and third booster shot and you get them every year and you can live a normal life. But you still have to wear a mask. You still have to social distance. You still have, have to have a vaccine card now. It's all fear. God never works on fear. He always works on hope. Jesus constantly said, fear not, fear not, fear not. For I am with you until the end of the age. Because right. God knows that we fear. And if you're fearing tonight, you're totally human. That's fine. I, I, I'm in fear a little bit of my job. Not fear, but just, you know, worried, anxiety a little bit, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It doesn't matter as a believer what you think about what God thinks about your situation. Right. It, because... Ephesians 2.8 says, if you're saved by grace through faith, not, not of your own works, so shall, no man shall boast. Ephesians right. 2.8. So we never, if you're a believer in that, God picked you before you were born to be saved, to live where you live, to work where you work, the family you have, whatever's in your life, even you make good decisions, bad decisions, you are where you are. Mm-hmm. And the enemy wants to bring fear in that God doesn't know where you are. He did that with Eve in the garden and Adam. Did he not say if you eat any tree in the garden, you, you know, 
And so he, he twisted God's words around. Don't let the enemy and don't let the media out there put fear in you. Right. God's in control of the United States of America. He's in control of the world. He says the nations are dropping the bucket and that he measures the span. He measures the heavens by the span of his hand, like a cross. That's how he measures the heavens. Mm-hmm. So I'm just reminding myself as I'm speaking, Dave, and I'm reminding others, um, just it's hard. It's hard to live in this world right now. It's crazy. It's, it's just loco. It's just nuts. Yeah. But, all but, the above. God, but God is the equalizer. He's the rock. He's the, he's the island in the midst of the storm for refuge. And, and so the local news is lying to most, like 99.99% of the time. It's all lies. It's all fear. God just wants us to live in fear. And if the enemy knows that we're not living in fear and we're trusting him, he's scared to death. And that actually goes for human beings that are causing this fear. These governors, these politicians, they want you to be afraid, locked in your house. And they, they now, I believe when you put the enemy in a corner or like when you get like a wounded animal, they lash out because they know they're wounded and their time is short. And I believe the Democrat party and I believe that uh, a lot of these states and these governors know that the people are finally rising up. Maybe not everybody. But enough, and they're saying enough is enough with the school systems and you know the, the all the stuff going on with the school boards and the parents rising up against the the, the stuff that they're teaching. Uh, and now you know the FBI is going to go after them. But now I heard that that guy who uh, I think was the Attorney General who who put who got the FBI against them is now being investigated, or, or they're talking about him because his family's got some part of uh, the, the material that the school gets is now he gets, they get money off of that and they have some business. And so my point is mm-hmm. live your life, live your life. Uh, my school district um, has been good to me up until this point. My supervisors are good to me, but I have to do what I know what God wants me to do and not what the world wants me to do. And it's hard We've had it pretty easy in this country, Dave, for many, many, many generations. Too easy. But now it's time to pay back what our forefathers did. We need to stop them from undoing that. And that's by standing up and fighting back by going to the courts or not taking the shots, not wearing the mask, whatever it is. And so... Folks, it's, it's time to stand up. And these ships out here, these ships are out here because they want them out here. The, right. the Democrat Party, on purpose, on purpose, is destroying our economy on purpose. It's called the Great Reset. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know why, I, I, it's obvious because when Trump was in office in January, before before he got, uh, Biden got in there, well, Biden's not in there, but you know what I mean. All right. Gas was cheaper, economy was booming, unemployment was down, the stock market was going crazy. Um, everything was like, it was the best I've ever seen in my adult life, the economy yeah. ever. Even better than when Reagan, I remember Reagan. Yeah. And what's it, so what's January and what's this, like nine months? Look what's happened in nine months. What, all of a sudden, why did the economy crash? Well, when you stop 
uh, fracking oil, and now we have to get buy oil from Saudi Arabia. When you shut down the coal coal mines, you you put regulations on how to buy a house. You put regulations. You tell people they can't leave their home. What do you expect? Yeah. That's and right. so this is man-made. This recession or this is happening is man-made, and it can be fixed. The United States of America, if we can get Biden out of there, I can tell you what, this country is, is unbelievable. The people of this country are great. And not that you guys out there who live in other countries are great, but for us here, we have bounced back from worse. And and if it gets worse than we've ever had, we'll still bounce back. Exactly. Because that's who Americans do, America does. And we've got a corrupt leader and corrupt leadership. And uh, pray that God removes them, you know. Hey, yeah. Dave, did you, did you figure things out? Everything okay? Um, yeah, I guess um, we have a little store next door. It's the only store in town, actually. And um, it's uh, we're kind of out here in the middle of nowhere, actually. And so what happened was um, I talked to the, uh, the officer out there, and um, he said that um, there was a robbery, and the guy walked in and said, just give me your money. I've got a gun. Well, there's only a, a girl working over there, you know, and uh, she complied, which she should have done. I'm glad she did that. But um, so anyway, he wanted to look at our cameras because we do have cameras here. <laughs> that camera was one of the cameras that's dead because we haven't charged it. So, oh, uh, oh. and it's and it's only our, our drive, our, our carport. I mean, if he ran through there, they would have seen something, but. Mm-hmm. I, I was really felt bad that we didn't have it plugged in and stuff, but um, like I showed you, I'm ready for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's cool. Don't mess with so Dave. It, yeah, yeah, really. I'm tired. I'm an old cranky old man, so don't mess with me. <laughs> but uh, you know, Brian, uh, getting back to the ship thing, and um, man, there's so much to talk about tonight. But yeah, um, there, there's a another theory that and I want to run this by you and see what you think about it. And um, that theory is that, uh, well, we, we know that we hope, I should say, that Trump's going to come back and save everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And our, my, my, my um, faith is not in Trump. It's in the Lord, but the Lord uses people. And it could be that he's going to use Donald Trump yet again. But the whole thing is that this this country has been allowed to go down the tubes as much as it has in the last nine months because we were supposed to see how bad things really are. We're supposed to see what the swamp's like, what their, the, the intentions of their evil hearts are. Right. And everything. And boy, howdy, have we been seeing that lately. Yeah. And, um, and so um, the premise is that uh, maybe, just maybe, um, the reason that uh, those ships are out there are because they're coming from countries that uh, participated in the, the illegal um, election robbery, speaking of robberies, <laughs> that happened back in January, <clears throat> actually in, in November of last year. <clears throat> and um, and that uh, those countries, if, if Trump is really running things, uh, which almost it almost seems like, um, allowing the other yeah, side to do yeah. And so if he's running things, maybe he's um, he's put the kibosh, so to speak, on these nations that uh, that uh, participated in, in the election fraud 
And he's saying, no, you can't, you can't trade with us. And most of those ships are from China and they were involved in the election fraud. So I don't, you know, it's, it's just a theory, but, um, and, and we'll and probably know by the end of the year, if, if we still have, uh, uh, Brandon in, uh, in the white house. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I, I'm not going to, if you don't know what that means, uh, you do the research because I'm not yeah, going to say it on the show. Uh, but um, <laughs> anyway, I, wanna, I wanted to share something that uh, our daughter Julia sent today. And um, can you still see me, Brian? Yeah, I can. Okay, okay, because I, I minimized the program so I could open up this program. Yeah, no, I can see it. Okay, let's see what's going on here. And I'm not going to show it because we have such um, – um, bandwidth problems tonight or issues and I'm not going to go ahead and show this but uh, yeah, uh, you're a little bright. yeah I know and I, I've tried to fix that and I can't for some reason that's, so. that's just your glow Dave that's just your normal glow well that's why my father used to call me son yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's a bad old joke <laughs> that's uh, okay. anyway in <laughs> Jerusalem yesterday it must be yesterday now yeah. A girl, um, she looks like she's probably in her late teens, early. Oh my goodness, terrible. I saw she's, on a, she's on a stretcher. She looks like she's passed on. And, uh, and, and because there's blood on the gurney and everything. And anyway, uh, there was a guy and it must have been her father that was, uh, that was yelling things out. And this is what he said. And it says, uh, he said the following in somewhat broken Hebrew. Okay. But this is translated into English. And it happened on Jaffa Street uh, yesterday. So it might have been two days ago. Um, and evidently, um, our daughter's um, husband uh, knows uh, the person that took this video. So it's not coming from a third and fourth source. Anyway, citizens and broken Hebrew. Um, people, that's from Pfizer. That's from Pfizer. And he kept saying that repeatedly. He says, I'm allowed to speak. That's from Pfizer. People... That's from Pfizer people repeatedly, he said. That's Pfizer, that's Pfizer. Healthy girl, healthy girl from Pfizer. It's from Pfizer, Pfizer. Pfizer does to this does this to this girl. Uh, don't do the vaccinations. You have good original bodies, strong bodies from God. You don't need the vaccinations. What every what you don't need the vaccinations, what? It's it's just one word a period. Um Every day, every year, vaccinations. What are what are you? Are you a narco man? Uh, don't don't change your DNA, <laughs> really. Don't change your DNA. What about you? Do you want to enter Gan Gan Edam, which is um, I think it's paradise? Um, mm -hmm. Don't change your DNA. And in English, he yelled out, "Stop changing your DNA, or you end up like her, dead." So. Um, and then he's, let's see, to the police, he says, you are not a policeman, you are shit. So anyway, yeah. that's verbatim what, what happened. So um, I'm going to be sharing this probably tomorrow night, but um, also I'm going to be um, sharing this uh, every every way I can on Facebook uh, and the whole nine yards. On the video, you're going to show the video? Yeah, probably. I'm, I got to do a show tomorrow night. It's... Um, it's something that I feel led to do. It's going to be no, about no. the ch children Great. getting the vaccine. Um, if you haven't heard the, I don't know. 
do you remember, Brian, there was um, a show that we had, or I, I think I might have done it because it was a video, but um, in it was a doctor, and you probably saw it because it was sent to both of us. And that doctor was, uh, he had red hair and he was being interviewed by another guy. And he said, so what's the future hold? He was talking about this vaccine being um, uh, akin to, or a vaccine that's good. No, a disease that's going to be coming out that's akin to um, uh, polio or has the same uh, effects as polio. And I think he called it, oh, was it Epstein-Barr? No, it yeah, wasn't Epstein. It was. Yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, I think it was. Bill Pop, but, was uh, it Bill Pawson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, all these different things that, that mm-hmm. come from that disease, you know. And, and he said that it's going to be attacking children from 5 to 11. And he said that it's going to be because they're getting the vaccine and it's going to affect them negatively. And that's going to be almost like a, a pandemic, its own little pandemic of uh, children who are coming down with this disease. Oh, I remember, I remember this. Guy. Guillain Barr. It was Guillain Barr yeah. disease. I yeah. remember this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said, so watch out. Don't let your kids take it. And he says, you watch. He says, they're going to come out and say that it's okay for kids 5 to 11 to get it. And just yesterday or the day before, the FDA was, you know, I think that they had their, their wrist twist or their, but, um, they, they approved the vaccine for five to 11 year olds. So now they're going to, now they're going to go after the children and probably make them sterile if they don't kill them. And, uh, so it's going to be an appeal not to, not to get the vaccine. So I'll do that tomorrow night. But, um, anyway, it's, it's, it's like we're, we're winning this a little bit, but every time we win, there's, there's a setback and that's what a war is all about. Man, right. I'm blinding myself with those things on. Um, that's what a war is all about. You win some battles, you lose some battles, but ultimately you have to win the war. And if you know anybody that's been at war, uh, that's what happens. You know, you, you have victories and you have losses, but as, as long as your loss, your victories, um, uh, keep going and keep advancing and stuff like that, then, then you win mm-hmm. the war. So, um, anyway, uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, the same thing happened up here because our uh, Oberfuhrer, I call her Oberfuhrer Brown, uh, she was coming out uh, last year, the year before, uh, she had a bill that was going to, she was going to introduce where that would happen to us too. The truck drivers would have to buy new trucks. And also uh, in California, because California grows a lot of vegetables for the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go in Northern California, it's vegetables. I mean, vegetables or fruit trees or something, you know. And uh, and the same here, you know. We we grow a lot of um, well, we we produce a lot of wood here because we have the forest that we have. But we also uh, we grow nuts here. We grow uh, wheat, different grasses and stuff like that. And one way to get to people is to deprive them of food. And boy, would that deprive people of food if you didn't have the truckers to, to haul the food. Mm-hmm. But another way you got to look at it is tractors run on diesel too. And this whole thing was about mm-hmm. diesel. And um, and the same thing was going to apply to them. If it was more than, uh, what was the year? 2000 and if it was older than 2009 or 2010, then 11. it wasn't going to, 2011, okay, down there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to mm-hmm. pass the missions and the farmers were all going to have to get rid of their their equipment. Now, farmers aren't the richest people in the world. Um, a lot of them just make it through. I know you oh, look at all the land and the guy's got a nice tractor. Well, the tractor's probably been financed. Okay. 
And the guys that have older tractors have had them for 20 years and they piecemeal them together every year so they can do their crops. So forcing them to get new tractors, I spelled the word wrong <laughs> on the, on the, uh, the marquee. Um, if they have to get rid of their tractors and get new ones, that's going to put the farmers under. Who's going to come by the farms? Hey, Bill Gates and the Chinese, right? Um, right. So, but unfortunately, we had some legislators up here because um, the politics up here differs a little bit from California. And um, and the, the Republican legislature, what they did is they, one morning, they all got in their cars and they headed over to Idaho. And uh, so, therefore, the legislature didn't have a quorum, so they couldn't vote on that that poor bill, that terrible bill. And uh, it's funny because they, they were going to send the, the Oregon State Police into Idaho and pick these guys up. And oh. the, Idaho, the Idaho State Police said, you better realize that your border ends at the border and you can't come over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I envisioned these two, this little battle going on. Oh, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh and one of those guys actually, um, he got, uh, I think he had to serve some time or something like that because he was the leader. So they went after the leader. And I think, no, they, they made it so he couldn't come into the into the sessions for a while. That's what it was. They, they sanctioned him. But um, so this is the way that the left does politics. You know, you do what they want you to do or they, they don't let you participate in the politics or they throw you in jail or they... They, uh, they'll dig up some dirt on you, no matter how small it is, and they'll make a mountain out of a molehill. Right. And, and it's typical Bolshevik politics. It really is. And uh, you can you can take that smelling air is driving me crazy. Uh, sorry. Um, you can take what's going on today and compare it with what happened in 1916 and 1917 in Russia and see tons and tons of parallels. Okay, read the book Animal Farm if you want to have some fun and uh, and ascribe the animals to to your state legislature if you live in a communist <laughs> state here in the United States, right, Brian? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, yeah. yeah, they're they're the um, they're the pigs. That it's funny that he used that analogy for the communists too. Um, but it's a really good book and it's a short read and it helps you understand communism really really well. We had to read it, I think, in sixth grade, fifth or sixth grade in school. And it was neat because the teacher laid it out for us. This is what this means. This is what this and and so it was great. So, um, but anyway, um, so now they're they're what they're saying is that uh, with, with these ships in the harbors, it's oh you're going to have a terrible Christmas, you know, and and they're blaming it on people that knew that this was going to happen and went out and did all their shopping early, so they depleted the shelves, you know. Right. So if you did all your shopping early, shame on you. <laughs> Just kidding. Right. Um, but, um, so, that, you know, if you do your shopping early, you're part of the problem, not, not part of the solution or their solution, mm-hmm. I should say. But, um, so that and the truck driver shortage, and there's always been a truck driver shortage. It's been one for years and years and years and years. And, um, if you drive by trucks at all, cause we get, we got one corridor in Western Oregon, I five and, Sometimes it's annoying how many trucks are on I-5, but it's the only way they got to go. And um, every one of those trucks, if you read the back, we are hiring or we need truck drivers. Or do you want to make a decent living? You want to make $23 an hour, whatever it is that they're making, you know, 
so yes, there there always has been a problem, and it's and it has gotten worse since COVID. I'm not going to deny that, but um, <clears throat> with all the people that are out of work, oh, what did I read? Um, there was a problem in California with people that were going to trucking school. <clears throat> they were, um, oh, I think it's because they they go to the trucking school, and because the DMV has so limited. Uh, workers now, you know, a lot of times you can't get into DMV unless you have an appointment, that the people that are graduating from these trucking schools do not have a chance to to get their license because they have to do some kind of dri- written te- or driven test um, in order to prove themselves with DMV, just like every other driver. But um, so it's, it always works. It's working from Biden on the way down, but it's um, it's um, it's kind of like when you're when you're living it or when you work in construction, let's say this, <clears throat> and you take your car to the job and you park it far away so that it doesn't get hurt by anything that's happening on a construction job, then the mm-hmm. painters come in, and the painters mm-hmm. come in with spray painters, right? And you think you're safe because you're way over there, and you come out at the end of the day and you have overspray on your car. You know that's what it's like. That's what living in a society is like. You're trying to stay safe, trying to stay out of problems and stuff like that. But no matter where you go, the problems follow you because it's a cert- just a few people that are spraying houses in the mm-hmm. wind, you know. Right. And uh, <clears throat> so that's that could be an analogy that works pretty well, actually. But yeah. um, anyway, um, so whether the shipping. Oh, well, yeah, the shipping thing could be like you said, Brian, there's there's ports in other states. As a matter of fact, um, what was his, um, the Governor DeSantis of Florida says, hey, if you can't unload them in California, send them to Florida. We have lots of workers here. Right. Yeah. You know, and why, why aren't they doing that? You know, ship them, go to the Panama Canal and bam, you're in Florida darn near right away, you know. And, um, so there, there's a solution right there, you know, and, and the fact that you're mm-hmm. sending them to a, to a red state, excuse me, a blue state. Um. The fact that you're sending them to the blue state is a problem right there. You know? Yeah. You're sending them the communists who are going to divvy them up amongst the capitalists. So, um, but anyway, yeah, we're all experiencing it, Brian. I don't know. You probably are down there too. You go to the shelves are not as packed as they used to be, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, um, I heard that Ford, uh, we went to the Ford dealership. I had to get an oil change and we were just wa- walking around in cars and you can't do that without a car dealer coming out and wanting to sell you something. Oh Yeah. So we're walking around and I said, Hey, I heard that they're, you know, having problems uh, making F 150s. He goes, Yeah, as a matter of fact, they stopped for right, for right now. And I go, Why is that? Well, they can't get the computer chips for the computers <clears throat> that they put in the, in the trucks. Well, there's a good answer for that. Quit putting computers in trucks. <clears throat> but um, uh, anyway, so, um, you know, so there, there's Ford. And now I heard that, um, see, the Ford or another line is not making cars or, or trucks. Mm-hmm. And um, because of the same problem, you know, and and uh, so this is having an impact in every segment of our society. It really is. And um, we're going to get through this just fine. You know, you and I, Brian, aren't even old enough to remember what World War Two was all about, you know, and mm-hmm. and how, you know, you couldn't you had rationing cards for gas, for food, mm-hmm. uh, for different things. Everybody grew their own victory gardens so that they could have food and so that the food that was grown elsewhere could go overseas to feed the soldiers. And because uh, we had millions of soldiers overseas back then, right. uh, I think a couple of million or in the, in the military anyway. And uh, 
So uh, they had scrap iron drives. You saved your cans when you, you were done eating your peas and corn and everything. Mm-hmm. You turned them in, right. they melted them back down and used them again. You know, very productive during World War II. They really were. And uh, and we, we could probably learn a lesson from that. Uh, quit sending our stuff overseas to be destroyed. Destroy yeah. it here and renew it. And uh, there are answers for all this. It's just getting people to listen and to implement these things. So, um, and we can do it if we really try. We really can. But mm-hmm. um, the thing is trying. So, you know, I, I've gone out of my way, actually, to, um, to recycle more. Uh, we have, I should say. Um, we have a big the recycle bins three times bigger than the regular bin uh, because if you if you do it right you can get two thirds of your garbage and throw it in there and mm-hmm. uh, you know crushing milk containers and stuff like that helps and um, but um, so we, we can overcome these uh, a lot of this just by um, disposing of things the correct way reusing mm-hmm. things um, we got a couple of coffee tins the other day real coffee tins. And, um, and I said, well, we're going to use these, you know, we can put change in them. We can, you know, so we're, we're not throwing stuff out. We're using it, uh, utilizing it after it's been used. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's whatever. But, um, so I'm I'm sorry. I went down a rabbit trail, but I really didn't. No, it's great. I'm just listening. uh, As you're talking, things are popping in my head. So it's like, okay, uh it's great. Uh oh! <laughs> I, I hate when that happens when things pop in my head. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> That's why I get an aneurysm. Why don't you Why don't you share with us some of the poppers that you've had in your head? Well, you mentioned uh, um, World War Two and and our you know, our parents were that generation, but I remember the seventies. Um, I was young and dumb and I remember Carter was president and it was I was 18 I think he got voted in 1976 oh yeah and I voted for him because my family was Democrat and I thought that's what you did and he said he was a Christian and he had a nice smile and I was about dumb as you can get but knew nothing about the guy knew nothing about politics but I voted for him and basically, I was out of work for a year during that, those years. Um, uh-huh. I remember having to work for my mom on the ranch because uh, I had to work. It was terrible. And, right. you, it, you know, it's bad right now, folks, but let me tell you how bad it got. <clears throat> I'm surprised the news doesn't talk about this. The prime interest rate, and that's the best interest rate the bank will loan money to corporations, was 25 to 27%. That was the prime rate. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have got a CD um, at the credit union that we belong to. I could have got a five-year uh, savings account CD at 25% interest. They would have paid me 25% interest on my money for five years. Looking back, I should we should have done That's it. Amazing. Like, yeah. yeah. And that was back then. And a car loan, it, it was out of like 20 to 30%. Home loans, 20 to 30%. Housing literally stopped in its tracks literally overnight. And right. it's weird because we were, work was good. We, things were busy. For some reason, the media says, and this has happened more than once, so I'll explain this. When the news gets on there and says, well, they're expecting an economic slowdown in the next two months that, um, Construction is slow, real estate is slow, but everything is, when they're talking to you, everything is booming. 
and then within right. six weeks, two months, it's just like they said. And they just stopped. Self-fulfilled prophecy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember driving in uh, Hercules, California, where I grew up, and this huge tract of homes that was being built literally stopped. And you could mm-hmm. see the dirt, and then the next lot, the foundation, and the next lot, the frame, and then the roof, and they were nobody was working on it. For like a year, year and a half, almost two yeah. years, it was horrible. We haven't hit 25% prime rate. You know, we haven't done that yet here. But they mm-hmm. pray we don't. It was crazy. And before that happened, um, the economy was okay. The interest rate wasn't 25%. It was 10% or 8%. It was, you know, more manageable. But the Democrats got in there through Jimmy Carter, and it didn't take him long. When Jimmy Carter was president, it went from a pretty good economy to 25 to 30% interest rate on cars and homes. Mm-hmm. Unemployment just skyrocketed. Um, foreclosures were everywhere. These contractors were building spec homes. were losing everything. Mm-hmm. And our hostages got taken by Iran. Right. Why did all that happen? Because the very things that Biden is doing now are the very things that Carter did, but Biden is doing them on steroids. Right. He's like Carter. It, it took him a while to get you know to do these things over a few years. Biden's done it all in six months, mm-hmm. and our hostages got taken. Why? Because they knew Carter was a weak president and would not attack Iran. Just so you know, folks, Iran has been a problem for many, many decades. And just so you know, Iran hasn't always been called Iran. It's called Persia in the Bible. And in the early 1900s, it was Persia. And then it got changed to Iran or Iran, however you want to pronounce it. And so um, um, the Shah of Iran uh, got – I think he got – did he get assassinated? I don't remember. No, no, he he got – he fled and he he came to the United States. Yeah, he got kicked out. And then the Ayatollahs who are there now took over Iran. And it used to be more of a democratic country. I mean, you could go on vacation there. You could go and visit there, and you weren't threatened with your life. And uh, some of the early James Bond movies were were filmed in that country for some of their Mm -hmm. scenery. But not now, because Ayatollahs, the radical Muslim Ayatollahs, took it over. Thank you, Jimmy Carter. Look what happened with Biden with with, uh, Afghanistan. Thank you, right. Biden. There's word today on Alaska uh, and Sean Haney. There's up to a thousand Americans still there. First, yeah. they said there's just a couple of dozen. Now there's a few hundred. Now it's a thousand. Right. So who knows what the number is? My point is here today, the audience. Democrats mess everything up they touch, and I do not understand America. Why Americans haven't found this out yet? Quit voting on party lines. Vote for what the person does, not what they say. He's been in politics for 50 years. He was a senator, and he was a vice president. Now he's a president. What in the heck has he done? There's not anybody out there that can tell me what he's done and if it's good. Not anything. But yet the media manipulated him. He won the presidency from inside his basement. Trump was having 50,000 people at a rally. He was having 12, you know, Mm -hmm. in his basement having hot chocolate. And why? Because they fixed it. They fixed it on every single state because they knew they couldn't beat Trump on a fair fight. Mm-hmm. And so now this is what we got. And what we're getting now is what Jimmy Carter gave us, but it's on steroids. 
The interest rates are up there. But let me tell you, if this keeps going on, they will be. Inflation will turn to hyperinflation like Venezuela. In Venezuela, earlier in the year and last year, three to 500% increase in prices of food and goods. Three right. to 500%. I'm not making this up. This is what Bernie Sanders said when he was running for president. We, he wants us to be like Venezuela. Venezuela, the, you ask the people of Venezuela if they like where they're living. They'd rather be more like us than us like them. And right. so you got this 1970s Democrat president who basically tanked the United States in a matter of months, if not a couple of years. But what's really cool, when Reagan won, he won in a landslide, by the way, twice. Mm-hmm. But he turned the country around in like months, like Trump right. did. So if Trump gets in there again, or if DeSantis gets in there again, or some president that's a Republican that's got some, you know, some grit, we can turn this around. We can get rid of all these executive orders. We can start drilling for oil in our, our own country. All this can be turned around quickly. I keep hearing that these things that are happening are irreversible. It's going to wreck the country forever and ever and ever. These experts have always been wrong. I remember uh, living in Northern California in the Bay Area where, where I grew up, and it was a drought. I think it was in the 70s and 80s. It lasted seven to 10 years. We hardly got any rain. I remember that. And they, yeah. and they kept saying, oh, it's going to take decades to fill the reservoirs up, and it's going to take years to do all this. <laughs> I remember I was working at um, – an air base in Nevada, California, uh, for the government and the civil servant. And it rained 15 inches in two days or three yeah, I days. Yeah, that. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, I remember working on that base in the officer's quarters. There were homes, beautiful homes uh-huh. on this base. But the, all the driveways went down into the garages, and all the driveways of these homes, there was hundreds of them, were two to three feet in water. Christmas during Christmas and the presents were all floating with two to three feet of water in these basements because, uh-huh. you know, I remember they said Shasta would take three to five years to get it back to normal. It was days. It was literally up to the rim within days, if not weeks, of this rain. Right. So, folks, these experts, you know, and let me tell you something about doctors. I'm not a doctor. Anybody out there, I don't mean to offend you because what you do, the good doctors out there and the good nurses because – uh, but they practice medicine. That means medical science is an ongoing learning curve because things are changing so often. So they practice it, and they 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 are diagnosing diseases and colds and different illnesses, but it's ebb and flow because things change. It's just the way it is, you know? And so with what's going on in the world, Everything ebbs and flows. So if the Lord doesn't come back soon, uh, I believe what's going to happen is there's going to be an uprising of the American people. I don't mean guns and violence. I hope it doesn't get there. But it's happening now. Parents are uprising, like I said earlier in the show, against the school districts. And there's a balance. God allows a balance. There's still there's good and then there's evil. There's right. a demonic and Satan, and there's God and his angels. They're always battling back and forth, and there's a balance. And so 
for some reason, the Lord is allowing this happening to our country. And I think there's several reasons are, is like with Christmas coming up, I um, celebrate Hanukkah like Dave, but the left hates the holy holidays. They hate Christmas and they hate Hanukkah. I, I don't want to get into different kinds. Dave, we know we talk about this. Right. The left hates God. They hate anything to do with a higher power. They are the higher power. <clears throat> they want to be seen as the one to fear. That's and, right. And, and to be, and be worshiped. But there's only one God and we know that and he's to be worshiped and feared. But mm-hmm. the left doesn't want that. So with coming up with the holidays, how do I put this? What has been over the decades for me and for many of us, what's been the biggest distraction in your life for getting closer to God, however that is for you out there? And there's many distractions, busyness, work, Mm -hmm. things, houses, money, the very things that like I said, I don't celebrate Christmas. I celebrate Hanukkah. But let's just take Christmas for a moment because a lot of you do. Christmas used to be about the birth of Jesus. It used to be about that. And the churches right. used to really focus on that. Now the churches are focusing on the church Christmas play. Mm-hmm. And they're not focusing on the Lord anymore. They're focusing on, you know, how many presents are under the tree and the Christmas songs and all that. But in the people's hearts... They're dry and cold to the Lord. Why have Americans, Christians got that way? American Christians I'm speaking to, but you can speak to anybody around the world. The very blessings of electronics and of technology have soaked and dried us up inside. We are working to keep up with the Joneses and the Smiths next door. We're trying to get the car and and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And um, why do... Why does God seem to move in third world countries in miracles and in, in salvation? Like I mentioned earlier, why does he do that? Because they don't have the distractions of all the stuff. Right. And maybe I'm not saying this is a good thing or a bad thing, but maybe what Satan is using against the country and what the Democrats are doing by taking our stuff and keeping them on ships, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe this holiday season we'll focus more on our families and on the Lord instead of what I didn't for Christmas. I remember growing up and having Christmas. uh, I grew up on a ranch, and I remember a couple of times, not a lot, my family members complaining about their gifts. And I'm not going to mention names. I have a lot of family members. One in particular, a couple, uh, maybe one, not getting exactly what they wanted. And... And so the Lord looks at the heart of the person and he doesn't look at the outward and the heart of our country has been distracted and consumed with materialism. I'm, I'm in there too. I'm not, I'm not, I'm preaching to myself. And so maybe what God always brings good out of bad. And so maybe if the ships aren't going to be unloaded and you can't get that new DVR, you can't get that new laptop or computer, maybe take that money you were going to spend on that $1,000 laptop that you can't get for Christmas and give some money to some people who are just lost their job because of the COVID restrictions. 
right. back sleeping cars. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, go into Starbucks and buy everybody in the store a coffee. Right. Maybe somebody's in there and they barely have money to buy a coffee, but they go in there because they want to just chill and get their mind off the, what's going on, but they barely have money to get a coffee. Whatever it is, whatever it is, because the Satan, the demonic world, and the world system wants you to think that your worth is your your worthiness as a human being, as a man or woman or child, is based on monetary things. Right. And so this very thing that the Biden administration is doing by taking stuff from us, taking our jobs from us, taking our livelihoods, making us move, forcing us to move so we don't take the vaccine or losing our jobs because we're not going to take the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing we can do is, okay, I won't go shopping then. Okay, instead of that, I'll take that money and I'll give it to a family member that just lost their job because of they stood up against the tyrants of these states. Or, mm-hmm. you know, right. I'll, I'll, I'll buy a bunch of groceries and take it to somebody I know who needs it. Right. You know, I'm not saying don't celebrate your holiday, but celebrate it. In the spirit, which it was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think of the Passover when Moses freed uh, Israel from Egypt. That night, they took the blood of a lamb and sprinkled it, you know, put it over the door and on the post, right? Mm-hmm. They were in their homes that night as families, waiting for the deliverance of their Lord. And right. they believed that God was going to do it, and he did. Uh-huh. Because the blood of the lamb was over their door. And they, but showing, you know how they showed their faith? They sprinkled blood over the door. Mm-hmm. That's how they showed their faith. I could see someone going, I don't know, that doesn't make sense. Paint blood over my door? I, I'm not going to do it. Well, if you don't do it, you're not going to survive the night. But they did do it. Right. So on your home, my home, and it's easy to say all this because I know I'm, it's tough right now. It's just tough to have a good attitude because you just watch the news and you just get angry. But you know what? Maybe this is the time of season when we need to focus on our families during this, these holidays coming up. You know, maybe have just a, a dinner and you don't have, don't feel guilty if you don't get your kids stuff. You know what? I don't even remember half the stuff my mom bought me growing up. Right. I don't, I don't, I remember a couple of things, but what I remember more about growing up was hanging out with my family and the exactly. dinner we had and the conversations. I, I don't remember the color of the bike and the shirt I got or this I got or that or this or that. I, it's just, that's all a lie. And the government, Biden's doing this on purpose with these ships. He knows. Let me back up. Remember last year, last summer and 2020, uh, see the pandemic started in March 15th, but later in the summer, things kind of waned and started getting better later in the summer. And, and they started opening things up a little bit because it was waning and they flattened the curve, you know, flattened the curve. Uh-huh. But sure enough, it got close to the holidays, and all of a sudden, it got a surge right before Thanksgiving. Right. And they shut Thanksgiving down. They shut Christmas. They shut these days down. It doesn't matter what you believe about the holidays. They know that's when we practice our freedom, our freedom of religion, our freedom of assembly, our freedom as Americans are practiced and put into practice. Fourth of July, you can go out and have fireworks, but right before the Fourth of July in June, there was hardly any COVID. It was all waning down. And then, boom, 4th of July comes. We can't go out. Then July and August, or late July, early August, exactly. things look better. The next year, you know, October comes. There goes that 
it's that dang surge again. You just can't stop that surge. And for some reason, that's, this, this, this dastardly disease just raises its head up around Thanksgiving for some reason. And what do you know? It's going to happen again this year. And now with this year, COVID's pretty much over, folks. I'm sorry to break your heart. <clears throat> it's pretty much done. And the variant, it's, it's, it's gone. So what are they doing? They're pushing vaccines for Jesus, not even around anymore because it's all about control. And now they're punishing you because a lot of us aren't getting, um, you know, are getting the shots and we want to, we're going back to church. We're going back our lives. So what do they do? They shut the economy down as best they can in blue states, if you noticed. And so, um, I would say, you know what? You might have the best holiday season you've ever had without stressing over money you don't have to really spend on gifts to give to people who don't really want them or don't appreciate them. Right. Or that you buy a toy for your son and he plays with it for a few days and boom, it's in the closet. You never see it again. You just spent $150 on it. Right. It's just, it's just stuff. It's just Mm -hmm. stuff. The most important thing is your family, your friends and people. Right. Invest in the people. Make a nice money you spend on those toys. Uh, make a nice dinner. And, and if you don't, have, if they don't have enough food, you, you know, there's no turkeys. Then make chicken sandwiches. I mean, it just doesn't matter as long as you're hanging out with your family. You don't have to have the turkey and the gravy. You don't have to have all that. Especially mm-hmm. the ladies out there and the men. A lot of people, the guys are cooking. You spend hours cooking. And you're stressed out in the kitchen and it takes you 10 minutes to eat the meal and you're exhausted the rest of the day and take a nap. Right. Right. You know, make mm-hmm. it easy on yourself. Go out to eat. You know, and sorry, yeah. David. So there, there was that yeah. about, uh, um, in the seventies and, and all that. And, and, well, uh, let, me, let, me, let me build on that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, a lot of you are going to be tempted to go out and use credit cards because you don't have the money. Oh yeah, that's right. To buy buy gifts for your loved ones, and um, you got to realize that the banks, the big banks, especially the the um, um, the central banks, the Federal Reserve, the Bank of Germany, uh, the Bank of the UK, whatever they call that, um, they're the ones that are really behind all this because they take orders from the elite of the elites, and yeah, and many of them, many of them are. Um, the elite of the elites and they would love nothing better than to get you bound down in debt where you're paying 24% or greater on, on debt that you've incurred during the holidays. And yeah, they, they want you to go out and do that. They, you know, they, they want you to go out and, and incur that debt so that, you know, if your payment is a uh, hundred dollars a month, 95 of that's going to the interest, uh, you know, on the, on the credit that you've borrowed. And only five dollars is going to the you know, going to what you actually owe, <clears throat> and then um, it's going to take you the rest of your life to pay it off unless you come into some kind of de- windfall or something like that, which none of us ever come into, <laughs> right? Um, <clears throat> we always operate on the assumption that we're going to come in to a windfall, but it never really happens. So don't don't bow to the urge to go out and, and start a, a high credit. Um, accounts and stuff like that where you're going to you're going to regret it uh every january 1st 
there are millions of people that have buyer's remorse because they spent too much money and they wonder how in the heck am I going to pay for my everything that I spent? Simple, simple answer. Don't spend it. and You won't have to pay for it. You know, I always get a kick out of um, my mother is very good at finding deals. Um, she could walk into a store and find a half, uh, 50% off. And, and also there's another 20% off on it too. You know, she's just good at that. I don't, I wish I had that skill, but, um, and she'll go, Oh yeah, well, you know, this, when I got done, it was 70% off. And I said, it could have been a hundred percent off if you didn't buy it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> we get into that every time. <laughs> so, you know, don't. They're going to tempt you with a lot of things. So the other day, Brian, I was looking at um, my my hobby is firearms. I like to mess with them, and um, I love my own bullets and everything else. But um, they they have this thing. Well, you know, you can't afford your firearm. We'll finance it. You know, and and so I was looking at the terms of the financing, and it was, I kid you not, a hundred and ten percent, Brian. What? One hundred percent, one hundred and ten percent interest. On, on the uh, credit that you borrowed, you'd never pay it off. No, you'd never pay it off because it would keep accruing more and more as you keep going along. And I'm like, for a firearm, uh, really? Yeah, that's, that's, lo- that's like a loan shark, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so wow. you know, you got to read this, the fine print on this stuff. You know, it's 110 percent. I'm like, oh my goodness, there's no way. There's there's no way. And wow. But a lot of people, you know, hey, I gotta have that gun, you know, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna finance it if it's the last thing I do. And it may be the last thing you do. But, um, <clears throat> anyway, so, you know, Brian's right. You know, you gotta get together with your family. You're given a family. Now, some of you are either adopted or, you know, and you know, or you never knew your family. And I'm sorry for that. I really am. But there, if you go to church or something, there's people that love you and I'm sure you get invited to things all mm-hmm. the time. Um, if you're single, you hang out with other singles. And, um, I grew up or not grew up, but I spent a lot of time, um, down near Travis Air Force Base. And so a lot of the singles that I hung out with didn't have family in the area. They were, you know, they were at Travis. They were from all over the world or all over the United States anyway. And so we would get together on Christmas and just spend a lot of time together, all of us, you know, uh, my family was living in Florida and New Jersey at the time. And, um, but, you know, so we, we weren't going to get a chance to visit our relatives. So we hung out with people that we knew and, uh, and we had a great time together. Uh, <clears throat> or, um, you know, if you're married, you know, if you're married, you have two families. Okay. So you have even more of a blessing. And, <clears throat> and I know that, you know, you, you get together with that one relative every year <clears throat> that you, you're glad you only see once a year. Um, I can't think of who that is in my life, but I've heard it. <laughs> A lot of people say that, you know, and, and so, you know, you go 364 days without seeing somebody, you can put up for a day with seeing somebody just so that the rest of the family can have a good time. And they all feel the same way about the guy or girl too, you know? Um, so it's, you know, take, take the, the money that you were going to spend on stuff. Like Brian said that the kids are going to play with for, for maybe three or four days at the most. And they're going to forget. And you know, it's funny. We, uh, we went to a kid's birthday party yesterday and, uh, the kid is a, um, uh, he's, he's in the foster system. I have a relative that, that fosters kids. And, uh, so it was his birthday and he loves Spider-Man. Okay. Everything he got was Spider-Man, 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 Spider-Man. You know, that's all you heard. 
you got out of the house and you were like, if you mention the word Spider-Man, I'm not going to be happy. Uh, sorry, folks, I was painting today. That's why I got pain all over me. Um, but uh, so, you know, he'd open up one toy and he'd be enraptured with it, you know, and then they'd say, well, you know, have other things open. He'd open up that toy. The first toy got put somewhere, you know, it was like he never got it. So he'd open up the second one, toy around with it for a little while, put it away. And by the end of the night, you know, he was like, he always looked like, okay, where, where's the rest of the gifts? You know, I, I had those, I want more, you know, and, and, uh, no, it's not that way. <clears throat> but, um, so where was his enjoyment with all those toys? I mean, you know, you talk about spending two or three days enjoying the toys. He, he spent an hour <laughs> that he was, he lost all infatuation with the toys and, and uh, then we went to the birthday cake and stuff like that. But um, so, you know, I, I think it's more fun to build memory with family. And yeah. as you get older, like Brian and I are, you know, you start losing family. And even when we're younger, you know, we lose parents, grandparents and stuff. And as you get older, it, it intensifies. And then you start missing them. And then you start realizing you didn't spend a lot of time with them. You start regretting. Mm-hmm. You know, geez, you know, my dad used to come down and visit sometimes unannounced. And I loved my dad, but I liked my, my, um, autonomy also, you know, and so he'd come down and, and it got to the point where I was going, oh, geez, he's here again. You know, well, a year later he was dead, you know, and, and I wish I could take that all back, you know, and say, not have said those things and enjoyed my time with them. And now he's been dead 21 years, 20, 22 years. And, um, and those are 22 years I wish I had had with him, you know, and, and so don't get to the point where you're going to make regrets, spend time with that family, get together with them, um, see the positives in getting together with family. A lot of times we look at the negatives, right? You know, we're going to have 15 people that we love and we're going to have two people that we really can't stand to be around. Look at the 15 people. You, that's 15 to two. That's, that's some odds. That's good. Um, you know, spend time with the 15 that you do get along with. And, yeah. and, and, you know, it's look at the pot. We always tend to look at the negatives and everything, you know, and I do it too. Exclusively. I do it. And not looking at the blessings that I might get out of the, the, the meeting with the family, getting together with the family. And I say the family, like, like they're mafia, but you know, I just mean my family, Barb's family and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, and there are times that I relish and, you know, there are times when you don't want to go down to somebody's house, you don't want to visit, but then you go down and you walk away going, you know, that wasn't that bad. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm going to go, I can't wait to go back there again. You know, I forged a relationship with somebody and I want to continue that, you know, and, and um, so uh, look at the good sides instead of the bad sides. And I'm telling you, you'll have a great time with your family this holiday season if you haven't had, you know, in the past. Um, there are just some families that when they get together, it's almost sickly sweet how, how good they get along. You know, mm-hmm. you know that, you know them and you know that deep down that he doesn't like her, she doesn't like him, you know, but they, they all agree to get along together for the sake of the family. Mm-hmm. And most of the time they forget about all those bad things, right? You have a really large family, you know, yeah. Ryan, and, um, yeah. And I'm sure that that happens, and, but, you know, afterwards you, you get, you get away, you know, after the day's over, the week's over, whatever, and you're going, wow, that was really cool, you know, and, and I don't know, I, I've, I've come from a very small family and, 
And I kind of missed that. I wish that I had more brothers and sisters and things. Um, but um, I'm happy with my sister. She's, you know, we're really good friends and confidants and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, please enjoy it and don't stress out. Um, you know, last time we talked about Christmas, Brian, somebody came into the chat room and accused us of being pagans because we were talking about Christmas and, you know, and that's from the devil and stuff like that. Well, you know what? It's the spirit of the thing, you know, right? if you're celebrating the birth of Yeshua or Jesus and, and you're celebrating it as a, a celebration and not a religious duty mm-hmm. or um, uh, an obligation or a tradition, that's the word I'm looking for then that's wonderful. You know, um, Brian and I, I think we both tend to believe that Yeshua was born more like uh, late September, early October. Mm-hmm. And we, we probably never know the exact date. And uh, a lot of times we'll celebrate his birth th- at that time uh, during the Jewish festival days. Um, Cause that kind of just corresponds with the way God does things. But anyway, uh, we don't knock people that celebrate Christmas. You know, uh, mm-hmm. we don't knock them for, you know, for maybe celebrating what might be pagan to other people. You know, as long as you're celebrating the person of Jesus slash Yeshua, and it's the Jesus of the Bible, the Yeshua of the Bible, um, that's the important thing, you know. So that's that guy that called us pagans. Well, you know, little boy, you need to grow up and and realize that people are people and that as long as they're worshiping Yeshua in their heart, that's the important thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, and whether it be on December 25th, whether it be on, um, October 2nd or 3rd, whether it be in July or March for that matter, um, really God, we need to celebrate God every day. We really do. We need to celebrate him every day and celebrate him because he cared enough. He loved us when we were unlovable and, um, a lot of us know, remember what we were like before we came to faith in Yeshua. And sometimes when I think about it, I kind of cringe. I get this chill up and down my spine because I know mm-hmm. that I'd probably be dead right now, Brian. I don't know. I, I think I'd probably be with died a number, number of years ago, uh, shot or stabbed or whatever, you know, or maybe from a heart attack. I don't know. But, um, but I know that I've been given extra time because I, I love the creator of life, the one that, that, developed us for life for the very purpose of worshiping mm-hmm. him because he loved us before we loved him. And, uh, anyway, that's, that's all I, I really want to say about that, but, uh, no, that's good, Dave. It's really good. Yeah. So go out, don't, don't let Newsom or Fauci or, um, I almost said Brandon Biden. Um, don't let them dictate. <laughs> it's, it's really hard for me. Uh, don't let them dictate to you what you're supposed to do on, on, in December in yeah. regarding holidays. Just live your life as an American. You were born free to celebrate whatever holiday you want to celebrate whenever it is without the government telling you what to do. So even if they they send soldiers out and say, you know, you're not to leave your house on that day, get on the internet, celebrate it on the internet. So, you know, just, Get on the phone, have a conference call with the rest of your family. You know, it's not to that point yet, not in the United States anyway, but um, don't let them win. And by resisting them, by doing what, you know, getting together with family this December, whatever, um, you are going to, 
every person that does it, it's like a little flicker of light. Now, if you light up if in this room, if I lit up a candle, it would very probably not do very much. Okay. But if there was 50 people in here lighting up, um, I meant to say match, a wooden matches. If there was 50 people in here doing it, it would radiate the room. Okay. It'll enlighten the room and radiate. Um, but, uh, and if a hundred people were doing it, you'd probably read a book in here without the aid of a light, you know? So the more people that do it, the more light that we're casting onto mm-hmm. society. And, um, there was a phrase that I used in one of the shows and it was, um, oh, it, it dealt with something like uh, wickedness or evil people can't stand, um, uh, you know what? I'll come back to it because I don't want to mess it up. But it makes basically wicked people can't stand um, righteousness because they find it as a as evil. They see it as evil, but by default, the state because it's evil sees wickedness as being evil. Ah, oh, I wish I could remember it. It's so good the way it's worded. No, I'll find it. No, yeah, I'll come. I'll come back to it some other time. But um, yeah, don't. Pardon my French, but don't let the bastards win. That's yeah. that's uh, that's been a phrase that's been and bastards in the Bible, so you can use it. <laughs> so if, yeah. if you use it in the correct manner. But um, anyway, Brian, go ahead and chat. No, it's or, really good. I, I like listening to you. You have a lot of insight, a lot of stuff, and um, it was really good. And I was we're, we're tag teaming tonight because when you speak, it starts making things you know go off of my my little. My little cranium, um, mm-hmm. and I was thinking just that about what's going on in the world right now. What's happening right now, and we, and we were talking about Christmas and the holidays and how they're trying to control us, even doing that. Um, this is all about power, authority, and a new world government. Right. The Antichrist isn't here yet. Uh, believers are still in control of a lot of the things in this world. There's a lot of Christians in this world. There's a lot of good people in this world. And so Mm -hmm. the enemy of darkness can't totally have its way because there's too much good. It's a fight. So I'll just say it right now. United States isn't finished yet. There's still good in our country, and and it's not done yet. And there's a lot of good people fighting, and I think uh, I have, I'm optimistic that unless the Lord returns, things can be changed around or at least slowed down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, in saying that, I'm reminded that when an army comes against an opposing army and they have tactics to try to demoralize that army to not even fight, because that's what's happening to the American people by our government. Right. When it doesn't work 100%, and then the people of that army start pushing back and start fighting, then they change their tactics. And I'm, I don't know if anybody else has said this on the news, probably has, probably have talked about this, but I think COVID is waning. I think that's why there's such a big push with the vaccines, because they know people are onto them and they're sick of it. So I could be wrong about the time frame, but I think sometime – after the first of the year, maybe sooner, next year, spring or summer, that the shift is going to go from COVID to the environment. Mm-hmm. And they're going to start 
there's going to be an environmental crisis. And it's already started a little bit. This whole package of this infrastructure bill, which is trillions of dollars, trillions, um, is supposed to be, a lot of it's supposed to go to social programs, but a lot of it's environmental. Right. And uh, electric cars, they want, California wants all electric cars, no fuel cars by 2030. That's only, what was that? Eight, nine years from now. Nine years. Gas cars will not be allowed to be made in the state or, or sold in the state in 2030. Huh. I grew up with these gas cars. And you know what? Some electric cars, I have a friend that's got them. They're really good. They're really powerful and fast. But what do you do with the batteries? What do you do with all right. those batteries? You know, mm-hmm. and, and then I don't want to get in. I'm going off a bunny trail because there's another whole thing with the, the electric cars and and driverless cars. Don't buy a driverless car. You're basically, they're going to take you to prison in the car if they want. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, just don't do it, folks. It's not worth it. Don't yeah. do not do the uh, iRobot Will Smith car. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. So not only can they track you, but they can lock you in that car and bring you right to where they want you to. That's another show, another day. What I'm about to talk about is they're going to start pushing environmental laws because there's going to be an emergency with the environment. You watch. Biden and this party, is, there's some, I don't know if something's going to happen in the world, but they're going to start going from COVID to the environment, and they're going to start doing these emergency um, orders, and they're going to start shutting the states down like COVID, like they did during COVID, but, but it's going to be about the environment. Mm-hmm. They're going to mark my words. They're going to be, there's going to be alerts where you can't drive your car on certain days. <clears throat> I grew up, I was a teenager in the seventies and I remember the odd and even gas days. I remember the gas shortages of the seventies. Right. You can only get, if your plate had the last number as even, you could only get gas on an even day or, right. or an odd day. And you could only buy so much gas. That actually happened, folks. A lot of you may not remember it, but it happened. And it didn't go on for a long time. But it went on long enough. And there was five people getting killed at gas stations, fighting over gas, stealing gas, and doing all this stuff. It was it was a bit bad in the 70s. That's going to happen in the environment. They're going to have odd and even days you can drive your car because the, the, they're going to find some invisible chemical in the air caused by emissions that's not carbon monoxide, not, it's something else. We're going to find something, some reason to tell you you cannot drive on a certain day or you can right. drive a certain amount of miles or mm-hmm. you, you can't buy gas on that day um, because you have to leave your home to do it. Right. And they're going to put restrictions on your home where you have to have a solar. You, you, once you get away from electricity or carbon footprint, air carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about this because I don't think a lot of people are talking about it, but that's the next phase. I believe the next phase is they're going to use the environment and use lock us down for the environment where they're going right. to have a, uh, they're going to tell businesses for a whole month, you everybody shuts down for a week or a month. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, this kind of happened during the COVID. I don't know if you remember this, Dave and folks, but they mentioned when we were locked down last year in March, April, May, June, all that, July, that the supposedly the, the oceans got cleaner, the rivers got cleaner. Um, right, I heard things, that. You remember, do you remember that? Things mm-hmm. got cleaner. And somebody, I remember 
uh, I can't remember who it was, but I remember some Democrat senators said, maybe we should do that more often where we shut everything down and have periods of time for the environment to clean itself. Right. So that's coming. I know that's coming. It's coming. And I'm not sure if we're going to be the first to say it or if there's others that have said it, but they're going to use the environment next. And there may be a new pandemic coming, probably, because that is money. Right. The pandemic is money for them to use to control us and to now to bring the environmental thing in. And I think the environment's next. I think they're going to use that next against us. Mm-hmm. They're going to have all these lies about, the, you know, the polar bears drowning on icebergs out in the middle of the ocean and, you know, and things like that. But I right. believe that's coming next day. It's coming soon and it's coming to a theater near you soon. Hey, you know, and, you know what else, Brian, is, um, mm-hmm. they could, they could meld that into COVID because if all the, if a bunch of people died at one time, which they will from getting the mm-hmm. injection, um, all of a sudden, okay, well, you know, it's because, uh, there's this thing in the air and, uh, and it's been, it's, it's there because it was, uh, because of the production of, uh, uh, emissions from cars and trucks and everything mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, it's yeah. just been building up over the years and it's finally come to a point where it's killing people. Yeah. Okay. So they, you know, and it'll be the people that die from COVID. So. Yeah, I, I can see that really well happening. It's, I, yeah. you know, I, I think it's next, next a few months to probably next year. And the other thing, they'll use the folks, they, they use, they make emergencies up or create them. Okay, let's go back. 9-11 was created. That was planned attack by our government and other governments to pass laws to control us. Right. And then in 2008, we had a major um, economic, economic downturn. That was mm-hmm. created to bring more laws in and spend more money. I remember working in Antioch, California on a house doing a tile job as a contractor. And I remember talking about the billions of dollars to bail out all these companies and these banks and, and this, this, and this. And I thought, watch this. They're going to pass laws now for banking. They're going to pass laws for this. They're going to pass. And they did. And they did. And it restricted Americans more. It made it harder to get a loan because that's when the economic downturn was blamed on inflated mortgages that were given to people that didn't really qualify for loans. Right. Okay. And so, but the, the government knew that they were giving loans to people who couldn't afford to buy the houses, but they were still doing it. Now, all of a right. sudden, oh, that's bad. That's bad. We shouldn't be doing that. And they blamed the banks and the mortgage companies when they should have blamed themselves because the very ones that passed the laws that made it easy to do that. Right. And so, mm-hmm. and so you got that. And then, you know, fast forward to 2019 or 2020, you got COVID. They passed more laws, more restrictions. Now they're going after our education system. They're trying to destroy the medical field, which they pretty much have already done that. Hospitals right. are basically being taken over by the government. You're going to pay $50,000 if you're, if you die of COVID and you get 50 grand. The hospitals now are, are, um, execution centers. Most of, not all of them, but a lot of them. It's yeah, all about money. Right. It's all about money. So and now that's kind of waning. People are getting sick of the COVID. People are just sick of it, even in the blue states. So what's happening? It's going to turn to our environment. So listen on the news. They're going to go point more to the environment. It's an existential threat. I hear that all the time. And they're going to bring up stats about the polar ice caps are melting, which will be lies. Um, they're going to bring up 
about species disappearing off the planet, which is going to be lies, you know, and how does this affect us? Well, they're going to make more laws. What do they, I know exactly what they want to do. They want to turn us into China and Russia and Venezuela. Right. There's no home ownership in China. There's no home ownership in Russia. Yeah, there is a little teeny bit, but not like here. Up until a couple of years ago, anybody in America, all they had to do was work hard, save their money, and go out and buy a house, get a loan, buy a house, live in it, and pay it off in 30 years. Mm-hmm. That's that's going away. Why? Because they've inflated the price of homes on purpose. California, it's ridiculous to get a fixer house here, like a like like a drug house that needs to be redone. It's a million two where I live. Yeah, a million two for a flipper house. Yeah, and and it hardly gets you anything. It's like a two or three bedroom house, like nine hundred square feet. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. And so what's going to happen with this environmental thing that's going to happen, and it's been happening, but they're going to, they're going to accelerate it is I believe they're going to go after rural areas first. They're going to pass Mm -hmm. laws in rural areas where you can't add on your house or you have to only can, or you're going to be restricted to remodel your house or add on to it or people who bought land, they're going to restrict, you can't build on it now because we found a endangered polywog and you cannot build on this property. So they're going to have the county people come out, do their environmental testing. Oh, we found this endangered flower on your property. You could have built, but we didn't know this was here. So now you can't build or add on your house because you're going to endanger this. Or you can build, but it's going to cost you this much, this much, you're going to have to pay this fee, that fee. You're going to have to go through all these hoops to add a couple hundred square feet to your house or build another house. Right. So they're going to go out to the rural areas, the suburbs. And because what they want to do, I believe, and I used to be on a city planning commission up in Oregon. I was on it for three years. So I have a little knowledge about this. What they're going to do to the urban areas of these cities, they're going to try to get a rezone from residential to, um, oh, I can't remember the name now. Nature <sighs> areas. What's that? Nature areas or um, well, yeah, ecological areas. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would be one part, but they know people have a, they want people to have a place to live, but multi-family dwellings, duplexes mm-hmm. and apartments and condos. Nothing wrong right. either in the apartment. But their goal is they do not want Americans to own homes anymore. They want you in apartments renting. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with renting. I'm renting right now. I've owned homes in the past. But I can see the shift. You're getting away from people wanting to own homes because then you're too independent from the government. They want you in these homes, these apartments, and then they're going to give you assistance through government funding to be able to live in these apartments if you can't afford them. When you're under assistance with them, they control you. If you don't, mm-hmm. next thing you know, they're telling you, you're, you're, you live in a certain neighborhood in a certain apartment and the school in your area is horrible. It's a one out of a 10, let's just say, but just a few blocks the other direction, you could go to that school and you could, you can get a transfer and go. They're going to say, Oh no, this is what they do in China. You have to go to the school. This mm-hmm. is your area. This is where you go. So they're going to force you to live in certain, they're going to 
manipulate you to live in a place you really didn't want to move into because financially you, now you're so uh, been so destroyed financially you uh, you're going to have to live in these places because you can't afford anything else because everything else is so expensive it's just it's called trickle down democrat control didn't uh, they used to have that back in the 60s they called it segregation yeah Right, they're, but they're not going to care who's living in the neighborhoods. It doesn't matter to them. If, if that's another thing I believe, Dave. The Democrats don't care if you're black, white. It doesn't matter. They don't give a rip about your skin color. They don't yeah, care. They if care, you're trans- they care about they rich and poor. Yeah, they don't care if you're gay, yeah. if you're transgender. They don't care any of that. All they mm-hmm. care about is power and money and to control you. Right. That's it. It's mm-hmm. ultimate power corrupts ultimately. So. I think that's coming. I think that's the next phase of this. You know, I, I've kind of looked back over the, in my mind, over the decades and the phases. And um, I think Carter tried to bring in the reset, but he, he messed it up. He didn't know what he's doing. And then we had Reagan, and then we had the Bushes, and they, they did the reset, but more gradual. And then right. Obama got in there and said he's going to change America drastically, and he did. Trump got in there, which they didn't expect. They weren't looking for that. And Trump took it back. He actually took it back again. And now Biden is basically taking everything Trump's done and plus some and has turned it completely around. And we're heading toward communism, folks. But Mm -hmm. we're not there. We still have our freedoms. We still have the Second Amendment. We still uh, can have platforms like this to speak on. And... um, um, yeah, we're we're still we're still okay, even though things are getting weird. But this is the time, and I think when I'm speaking to these people out there, and wherever you are, you are pushing back. You're obviously informed. You're listening to our program, and you're listening to and watching other programs. And because we get emails all the time from different ones, Dave and I, about different things to look up. That's right. You know, so. We have a very informed audience, and that tells me there's a lot of people out there that are smart and know what's going on and are going to put up with it. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's good. Yeah. That's good. That, there's nothing better than to be in the thorn under their saddle, a burr under yeah. their saddle, a thorn yeah. under their flesh, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Because if there's a thousand little fires, it's hard to put out. And if there's a big one, it's easy to put out because you put everybody Mm -hmm. on that fire. But if you got a fire here, a fire there, a fire there, it's hard to bring it under control Mm -hmm. uh, until it all coalesces. And that made that about, (laughs) sorry, by that time, um, (laughs) it's, by that time, it's, um, it's hard to put out. You know, it's, uh, you live, well, you live in California, but you live in Oregon. I think when you were up here, the fires weren't as much as they are now. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I was uh, here a couple of years ago when we had that big fire. um, It was in August. And, um, and you saw how it spread. You know, it was, it was burning, um, over by Blue River. You know where that is. Yeah. uh, On the the Mackenzie. That's beautiful. Yeah. And, um, it, uh, it was burning. It was just burning by itself, and all of a sudden the wind kicked up. And the wind can be seen as kind of pressure or stress. And that stress took the the embers of that fire, and it spread them all over the place. I was standing out there. There must have been a forty mile an hour wind, and there was it was like a, a blizzard of ash blowing by me, you know. Wow. And 
And uh, so, you know, and that was igniting fires everywhere, you know. So that's that's well, basically how it works. You know, it's uh, you got your 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 regular fire. You know, it's uh, maybe it's uh, the idea of uh, of freedom. OK, and then then it spreads. The wind picks it up and spreads it to different areas. And it's spreading it like mm-hmm. crazy nowadays because mm-hmm. there's so much corruption and crime and um and illegal activity going on with the left that people are waking up like crazy and they're, they're becoming their own little fires, you yeah. know? And I, I don't know about you, but I've run into more people that it used to be, if I ran into people around here, I have to be really careful about what I said because I didn't know where they stood, mm-hmm. but now you know where they stand. If they're not wearing a mask, they probably are conservative. Right. Okay. Most, most doubt. I'd say 99.9% they're conservative. You can walk up to that people, that person and talk with them. You know, um, you can hear, they're starting to become more vocal. You can hear them talking more mm-hmm. about things, uh, sharing with mm-hmm. people and they don't care who they're sharing it with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, for, for years and decades, we've had to listen to the left and be quiet while they ranted and raved. And, you know, because we were trying to be nice and let them kind of get it out of their system and everything. And, but they never got it out of their system and they saw that our quietness or our, our quiet was uh, licensed for them to become even more active, you know, and that's what they did. And so now we got to, we have to kind of use their tactics in a righteous way, but uh, use their tactics. And, um, you know, I'm not talking about going out and burning down cities or breaking windows or anything like that, but uh, just the, the act of resisting is a, is a good thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, Oh, you can't go into that store without a mask. Oh, yeah, watch me. You know, um, and I've gone into mm-hmm. a lot of stores now. There's only one that's asked me to put the mask on. The rest of them, they just watch me walk in and watch me walk out. Yeah. You know, and then I realize other people are doing it. And uh, my wife, Barbara, she was in the store um, one day and and uh, she took her or forgot to put her mask on. And there was another lady there. I think that's how the story goes. And um and the lady goes, um, something that's nice to see your smile, you know, and, you know, she took hers off and they, they started talking about all the garbage that's going on and everything. And so you got two fires getting together, you know, strengthening each other, giving each other more wood to burn, you know, and, uh, and each of them left and came home. I'm sure that woman went home and talked to her husband about, Hey, I met this woman at the store. She thinks like we think. You yeah. know, Barbara came home. Hey, I met this woman at the store. She thinks like we think. And that kind mm-hmm. of emboldens you. It makes you more, uh, it makes it easier to go out and, and just be yourself when you go out. And that's who we want to be. We want to be ourselves. You know, we grew up being ourselves and we don't want to be something that people want to mold us into. We want the freedom yeah. to be ourselves. And by the way, the, um, the cost is, uh, uh, we're guaranteed life, liberty, and a pursuit of happiness. I think that's in, um, the declaration. I can't remember. Uh, and if I'm wrong, people will tell me, but, um, but actually that started out being life, liberty, and property. They wanted to put property in there. And for some reason they were talked out of putting that in there. Um, so, you know, basically, cause God was, God was a giver and is a giver of property. He gave the promised land to the Jews. You know, he, um, everywhere where Christians go, Christianity seems to ignite and grow to become the state religion, which isn't necessarily a good thing, but um, to become the dominant figure in a society. And then the society improves and gets better. Um, if it's, if it's true Christianity, that is. 
Uh, it proves it gets better. People start inventing things because they want their brothers and sisters to have a better life along with themselves. Um, you know, it's society flourishes in, when it's free and when it yeah. realizes that God is the one that, and I'm, I'm speaking of Yahweh is the one that guarantees freedoms and authored freedom and wants you to live that way. Me and everybody else. And the government has assumed itself as a, or asserted itself as a God. You mentioned that earlier. And, um, and it wants worship. It wants us to worship the government and, and the leaders of the government. And, um, there was a neat picture that somebody posted today and it was, uh, it was a picture of, um, uh, Jacobed and, uh, Miriam putting Moses in the Nile. And it said, um, I can't remember the word it used, but it basically said they didn't cave to pressure. And it said, neither did Meshach, Ashadnach, Abednego. Neither oh, did yeah, Daniel. I saw that today. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Did, did, um, who sent that? That was on Telegram. Actually, yeah, it came from a decept, uh, uh, something, a deception um, uh, website. But um, And somebody posted it on Telegram. Yeah, we're and, uh, looking at for it. Uh, that was really good. Yeah, uh, I don't remember where it was at. Um, and imagine if imagine if Moses's mother and father would have said, um, "Well, you know, the government says that we have to murder our firstborn." <clears throat> right. So you know, and we let's just take him down to the to the Egyptians and let them murder him, because that way we're obeying the government. Right. Well, giving kids that shot is the same thing as turning Moses into the authorities and in my eyes anyway uh, right. man I don't see how you can be how you can be a, a loving parent and do that I just can't see it um, right you know bending bending the knee to to the god of Molech basically because that's what you it's, just, it's no different than abortion it's sacrificing your child because right. the, de- the deity demands it, right. you know. And uh, did you find it? Yeah, it's called Moses's mother did not comply. Right. And then it goes. And then it goes. Can I, can I read it? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So it says it's a picture of Moses' mother pulling, or the daughter of Moses uh, pulling Moses out of the Nile. He says did not comply. And then it says neither did Daniel. Neither did Shadrach, neither did uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Neither did the midwives who were delivering the Israelite babies and instructed to kill the males. Neither did the wise men who worshipped Jesus after his birth and and instructed to send word to the king. Neither did Peter and the apostles. We must obey God rather than man. Acts 5.29. Right. So I love that because... This whole, well, sorry to interrupt, Dave. You can finish up. No, no, yeah, you go. No, the, go, go for I'm it. I'm just reminded of, of the churches during the pandemic, which is still going on, I guess. But uh, we must obey the leaders of the land. You know, we heard that. I heard my own church, you know, last summer and say the pastor taught, and, and that's between him and the Lord. But to say, you know, they, they're telling you not to go to church. They're telling you wear a mask when you worship. If you do go to church, they're telling you you can't hug or shake somebody's hand. You can't go visit somebody in the hospital. Your parents dying in the hospital. You'll never see them again because you can't go in there. All this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's right. You know, you can't do this. 
because we have to obey the government. That's what God commands. But mm-hmm. I just read a list of people in the scriptures in the New Testament did not obey the government. Right. And they were not in sin what they did. They did what was right before God's eyes. You know, um, right. if the disciples had obeyed the government, those gospels never would have spread. They never would have been in the upper room. You know, mm-hmm. if Jesus obeyed the government, it means before Pilate, there would never have been a, a death on the cross and a resurrection. Right. Never. So mm-hmm. when people tell me that we need to be Christians say we need to obey the government, yeah, you know, there's a speed limit, you keep the speed limit. You know, you, you don't kill somebody, you don't rob a bank, you don't do this stuff, you you know, but when the laws of man violate the laws of God, right. that's where you draw the line. And when you start violating the laws of God under the pretext that you're doing the right thing, you're on a you're on a you're you're going you're going on a path that you shouldn't be going down. Because exactly. now in your mind, you've compromised the Holy Spirit in you to convince yourself what you're doing is good when the very thing you're doing is sinful. Right. You know, when right. you go against the laws of God, you are sinning. Mm-hmm. And it commands us in the scriptures to meet in churches and to worship God, whatever church right. you're involved with. It commands us to do that. And when mm-hmm. you have the government telling us for almost 19 months, well, I shouldn't say this, just go back, say eight months to a year, you cannot go into your church and worship God. And then they tell you, okay, we allow you to go into your church. We allow you, but yeah. you have to worship this way. You have to wear a mask. You have to social distance, wash your hands. I'm sorry. But uh, John MacArthur down here in LA, he didn't do any of that. And right. they went after him. They tried to get him thrown in jail. They tried to find him because he was doing church. And he was in, and he said, if you want to wear a mask, you can wear a mask. If you want to social distance, you can social distance. That's fine. Right. But we're going to meet for church. And we're not, and if you want to wear a mask or not wear a mask, that's up to you. Right. Whatever you want. Do you want to hug somebody? That's up to you. We want to shake their hand. That's up to you. And you know what? He's had no COVID outbreak in his church in right. 19 months. And not That's only amazing. that, um, they tried to shut him down. The governor, um, Newsom, or Putin Newsom, tried to yeah. shut him down, and they sued him. They tried to get him taken to jail. None of it worked, and he got a, he sued them, and he won. Yeah. And about three or four months ago, I think he got a settlement for three or $400,000 for um for the covid restrictions and uh for, um what's the the what's the what's the amendment freedom of worship and they right. they, they, they won they won they beat him but then you have other churches down here badmouthing him saying he was in sin and he was wrong oh well and and, and because he should have been obeying the government <laughs> well look but at look at all the prophets all the uh, prophets Brian all the prophets in the Old Testament, the righteous yeah. ones were bad-mouthed by the unrighteous ones. Look yeah. at Jeremiah when he went to talk to the king. It was one man, but there was a number of different prophets that said, oh, no, he's wrong. You know, he we're supposed to fight the Babylonians. We're not supposed to, you know, and, and what happened? Exile, you right. know, exactly. because they wouldn't listen to the one man that God sent them. Yeah. You know, so those other churches, they can go pound salt for all I care. You know, they, they were wrong, and they still are wrong. 
and they're still wrong. And I mean, when the Antichrist comes on the scene, he tells you to take the mark. I got to obey the government. I mean, he's the government leader. And That's right. I got to obey him, so I guess I'm going to take it. But God says if I do it, I'm damned to hell for eternity. But I got to obey this guy because that's what he says to do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and, and look, at, look at Brian. Come on, it's, it's, man. It's the founding fathers. <laughs> yeah, really. Go, Brandon. Uh, uh, if uh, the founding fathers would have bowed the knee to, to King George, we would never had a country. Yeah. We wouldn't have had the freedoms that we have today. We wouldn't have the Bill of Rights. We, no. You know, if you offended the king, you could get killed. You yeah. know, and, and it, it's not like that. Well, you know, not yet anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, it, you know, there's that. What about Martin Luther? He didn't have to hang those 95 theses up on that church door, but he right. did. And he was hunted yeah. down the rest of his life. He was hunt, He was a wanted man. What about right. Wittenberg and the people that, that put the Bible into a, a language that the common man could read, into a book? Right. Uh, the Catholic right. Church says, no, you can't do that. You have to obey the church, and we're the only ones that can read Scripture for you. And they're like, uh-uh, we're going to print the Bible. They were headed down. Some of them right. were martyrs. Some of them were killed for just printing right. a book. You exactly. Know? And I know. So that, you know, that whole thing about following the government, I'm sorry. It doesn't uh, it's water. just It's simple. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, if, if you want to, I used to say to the audience, and I know the audience, a lot of our audience is on board with us. So, but for somebody right. who's not, you're listening or watching tonight, if you want to watch the downfall of America, wear a mask. If you right. want to watch the downfall of our freedoms, social distance. If you want to watch the downfall of America and go down the toilet and lose the country we, we grew up with, then get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. If that's what you want to happen to this country, you do all those things, you're contributing to the downfall of America. That's right. Unless you have an autoimmune disease and you have to wear it anyway. You know, well, that's that's a, yeah, that's a different yeah, that's thing. Different. But, yeah, but, yeah. but if you're a normal, healthy person and you're taking the vaccine because you're scared, because they tell you you need to take this, but then they tell you to take the vaccine so you can have your freedoms back. And then, oh, the vaccines were 95% effective, and now they're less than 40 or 50% effective, and they wear off after six months. So now you've got to get a booster. Right. That booster is only good for six to eight months, so you got to get another booster and mm-hmm. then another booster and another booster. It's like Rocky 17, Rocky 18. It's like the Rocky right. races. It's just, exactly. Making, you know, yeah. it's like <laughs> – they are so lying to us and so manipulating us and putting fear into us. And the people out there that are believing it, you're just, you're just encouraging it. That's right. You're just encouraging it. You want your freedoms back. And if you think you get a vaccine that the government's going to leave you alone and you're going to, you'll be able to go to the stores and do all this stuff, maybe for right now, but let's just say you, you get a booster shot and you're like, Oh man, it's my third shot. I got really sick and I mean, I got really sick. Now I have, you know, heart disease and I have, I've had a stroke and I think it was the shot. So you're thinking to yourself, well, I've been, I've had three shots and now the booster and I've got really sick. I think it's the shots. And you say, you know what? I'm not getting them anymore. Okay. That's great. Let's see how that goes for you. Yeah. Because you got the first three shots and you went along with this whole fiasco. Now, you're stuck now in LA County starting um, November 4th. 
my wife and I, we cannot go to a restaurant without being vaccinated in LA County. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, but I heard that, well, In-N-Out Burger was on Tucker. He talked about it. That oh, they're not San Francisco. Gonna yeah. Yeah, they, they shut San Francisco down and one in Pleasant Hill. But here they're open. You can go in. And there actually are restaurants here that I know of personally where they're not going to abide by it. Mm-hmm. But my point is, those people out there, you've gotten vaccinated, and that's fine. That's your decision. I understand why you did it because you were scared about getting sick. But if you keep going down that road, eventually you will get sick, and it won't be from the virus, and you're going to get stuff that's going to affect your body, like cancer and leukemia and heart cl- um, blood clots, and you're going to get this stuff, and you're going to think, what happened to me? I was healthy a couple of years ago. And you're going to think, put two and two together, it's the vaccines, and you're finally going to get it. But it's kind of too late because now you're sick. And not only are you sick, you've perpetuated these very laws that we're fighting. You perpetuated by going along with it. And do you think you decide now you don't want to get the vaccine that you're going to be left alone because you've already been vaccinated by three other shots? No, they're going to, it's coming. It's coming here probably sooner than the rest of the country, but they're pushing the booster shots. And I think people who've already got the shots that are getting side effects are going to not take the boosters. And now they're going to be fired from their jobs for not taking boosters. Right. That's the next phase of this COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. And and that's, that's happening down here. Um, uh, what is it? I can't remember the number, but LA County just said on November 4th, uh, any government county workers, if you're not vaccinated, you don't have a job. Oh, may, oh huh. LA city. Mayor Garcetti said that today. Huh. And so I don't know the number, but it's a large number of people. 15, 20% of the workforce is going to be gone. Yeah. And that's a large number. Yeah. And, it's not, and now these cities are bringing in the National Guard because the police are quitting and the firefighters are quitting. So they're bringing the National Guard in to because the crime has spiked, murders have spiked. Mm-hmm. And so they're, bringing they're, the they're federalizing the police, right? Yeah, and that's what they want to do. They want to turn yeah. us into Germany where the SS and the Gestapo are the police of the – they don't want little towns having sheriffs and police departments. They don't want cities having separate entity police departments because right. each city, each county is its own entity, and they run things a different way. And like the L.A. County Sheriff here said, he's not going to – push the vaccine mandates on his deputies. And they're all happy about it because he doesn't want to lose his police force. But that makes the government mad because the government wants to run, they want to run the health system, the school system, and the police departments because they bring the military in, they can do anything they want, like round up people. You have little mm-hmm. towns, and the government says, we want you to round up everybody that doesn't have a vaccine card. Most of these towns and cities that have decent uh, police officers and deputies, they're going to go, we're not going to do that. Right. The L.A. County Sheriff is a good example. And he goes, I'm not doing that. But you put the military in there, and you say, go round up all these people in this area. They don't have vaccine cards. Go put them in uh, rehab camps. Mm-hmm. They're going to do it, but they can't do That's that right. with regular police departments. 
Mm-hmm. It's all that's right. They're turning us into a huge police state. Trying to anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The United States is turning mm-hmm. in one huge concentration camp. Yeah. You don't. Yeah, I agree. You, that's what's happening right before us. And that's why don't take the shots, don't take the mask, voice an opinion, and push back. And if enough people did it, because we still have kind of a democratic system where some of these politicians are afraid they may not get reelected, even though some of the systems are fixed, some aren't. And so some of these people may not get reelected. And if they think they're getting part of their voter base ticked off, they're going to back away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they want to be reelected. Yeah, that's right. Well, look at that school board thing. You know, they came out with that whole thing. Uh, yeah, we want, we want you uh, senators and stuff uh, <clears throat> to uh, not senators, but we want you, the government to put the FBI in there to watch these people, these parents, cause they're, they're terrorists, you right. know, because they're demanding that they have a say in their kids' education. Right. You know, well, the other day, the uh, the school board, American School Board Association, the ones that, you know, the big wigs back in Washington, they retracted that. And they retracted it only not because they didn't mean it, but because they got caught. And right now there's too many people that are against them. So they have no power. Someday they may have a lot of power, you know, if they mm-hmm. were to acquire it and, um, but uh, right now they had to retract what they said. But I know that they didn't mean the retraction. They just said it so that they could get the pressure taken off of them right now. Right. Um, they're yeah. kind of like a cancer that's in remission. You know, yeah. It, yeah. It, can, it can come back anytime. You know, right. yeah. but if, 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 they, if you keep getting if you keep fighting it with uh, with herbals and stuff like that, you you keep it at bay. And after a while, it starts to shrink until it becomes nothing. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you've got to work tomorrow, Brian, or I don't know what your plans are, but uh, we've, we're going over and that's okay with me, you know? No, I don't have to work tomorrow, but I do have some appointments. So I'll probably need to get off here pretty quickly. Okay. All righty. Um, well, I've had, I've had my say. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's been a good night. Yeah. It has been a great show. It really has. It's been fun. And, uh, it's not great unless we have an audience and we have a wonderful audience and they, they, do. they leave comments all the time and they write us letters and the whole nine yards and feel free to do that. Everybody. Yeah. We love um, hearing from you guys. Yeah. Get on rumble and write something and we'll, mm-hmm. uh, we'll respond. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So. Oh, hey, okay. Real quick. Yeah, sure. Did you hear I was on uh Tucker last night? Rumble. Rumble is merging with another platform to create a platform to rival um, like YouTube. Did you hear about that? Really? No, I didn't. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I don't remember the name of the other platform. I forgot. But it was on Tucker. If you YouTube Tucker. And, I hope it's a um, friendly platform. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to, you know, it's the, the guy who's doing this, who is uh, the owner of Rumble, said, no, this is going to be a total free speech. We're not going to, you want to, you know, you want to talk about this and the vaccines, you want to talk about that, that we are not going to censor you. Okay. Because I hope we, it's not Gab. It's not Gab, is it? I don't think so. Because Gab is, is a problem child. Yeah. 
No, I don't think so. But they they're trying to compete with YouTube and Facebook to build uh -huh. a larger platform so they can compete. And it's nice. going to be totally open. They're not going to censor anybody. You know, I mean, if you start calling death threats on somebody, they might, they might say that. But right, but right. Any, anybody should call that out. You shouldn't be doing that. Right. But normal yeah. free speech and opinions. They're not going to censor anybody, and they're merging with another. A social media platform nice. to create a larger one to come against Facebook and YouTube. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Hey, good yeah. news. Good news. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll have Thank to look you. it up. I'll, I'll look it up on Tucker and I'll send you, I'll send you the info if I can find it. Well, you know, you just fulfilled scripture because it said, behold, how lovely on the mount are the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, well, oh, um, now I've got an early day tomorrow because I have to get in my, my little rowboat. I got to row about two miles off the shore to go get some stuff for Christmas out of the ships. <laughs> I, I called the captain on one of the Chinese ships out there and I made arrangements. So he's going to let me board and, and get what I need and come back home. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah. Since <laughs> they won't be going to Costco anytime soon. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm well, just if, he happens, folks. if he happens to be uh, carrying weapons, let me know. <laughs> yeah, probably are. Probably yeah. got troops out there. So, yeah, you might be surprised what's in those containers. I know. It's crazy. Yeah, right? So, okay, yeah. man. Well, folks, we just thank you for being a wonderful audience. Thank you for being there when uh, – you know, this, you don't have to listen to this show. You, you can be off doing something else if you want to. Yeah. But no, you take the time just to listen to us and to, and to share with us and to uh, and to fellowship with, I guess, is another way of putting it. I apologize for my Casper the Friendly Ghost look tonight, and I'll work on that for the next show. But um, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll see you next Monday for sure. And um, probably have a couple, or a couple or three shows in the, in the meantime. But... Um, just be blessed and uh, and have hope and know that uh, we're going to get out of this somehow, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, and, uh, and and if you're a praying person, pray about it because that's very important. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we got to go. So, hey, Brian, God bless you. Have a great day tomorrow. You too. Hold on a second. Oh, okay. Um, Brian, would you stay on afterwards? Okay. Yes. Okay. Folks, okay. God bless you, and we're gonna. I'm gonna end the stream right now. Okay. Okay. Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye, y'all.